This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Regardless whoever wins the White House, we are facing serious geopolitical and economic challenges that could lead to the next great financial crisis. You need a recognized safe haven asset for your portfolio and IRA, and that asset is gold. Call Goldline and add physical gold to your portfolio or IRA at 800-913-GOLD. Goldline, been helping people diversify their portfolio with gold for over 55 years. Rated A-plus by the BBB. Read Goldline's important risk information, but do it now, because crazy times are coming. 800-913-GOLD. 800-913-GOLD. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. David McIntosh, he heads up the club for growth. Uh, and we are, I want to talk to you about presidential politics a little bit, but I really want to concentrate on on the uh, House and the Senate. Um, we've got to have a strong House and Senate, um, no matter who gets in. Right. And and good people that understand small government, no nationalized banks, uh, you know, the Constitution, all of that stuff. Please tell me we have some good people that you guys are backing. I, I do have good news there. Um, and you're right. We've got to make sure the Republican majority stays in the Senate. Not that they've done a great job, but they will at least put roadblocks, whether it's Trump or Hillary Clinton as president. And we've got a couple good people who are on the bubble this time. Pat Toomey in re-election in Pennsylvania. Uh, Ron Johnson in Wisconsin. A new great member, um, Dr. Fleming in Louisiana, is someone I see a lot of promise in. He served in the House the last several cycles and showed that he would stand up to leadership on health care and other issues. The best promise is in the House where we've seen about a development of the Freedom Caucus, about 60 members who are willing to say Republican or Democrat leadership, we made promises of smaller government, less taxes, less spending. We got to keep those. They have been, um, they have been eviscerated um, in the last um, Congress, eviscerated by the Republicans, um, called names, you know, blocked at every turn. They, they didn't, some of them did, but most of them did not sit down um, you know, there's, there's at least 20 of them you can count on. Absolutely. Um, and, but they're pretty alone. And especially looking at what like Reince Priebus said, if you're not with us on the Donald Trump thing, you're dead to us. How, how are these, how are these freedom guys going to be able to come in if there is something that isn't unconstitutional or a, you know, Donald Trump is for nationalizing the banks if we have another problem. Uh, he's for three times the stimulus package that Hillary Clinton is for. How are these guys going to stand? Well, a couple of things. One, they're, they're men and women of political courage. They, they've, as you pointed out, they've been eviscerated. They've been trounced around the head. They've been called names in Washington, uninvited from the A-list parties. Mm-hmm. Um, but they go home and their voters say, yes, do it, do more. And what we're seeing is the voters are actually sending more people like that. We, we replaced John Boehner uh, with a fellow Warren Davidson, who's a Freedom Caucus member. Uh, we had some great victories in North Carolina and just one in Arizona the other day. A, a guy named Andy Biggs won by 27 votes in his primary and was finally certified the winner. So we're going to see the Freedom Caucus grow I actually think, and, and the Republican Party will admit this and behind closed doors, 
they're going to shrink the total number of Republicans in the House. It's going to be hard for them to keep the same margin. So that gives the Freedom Caucus guys a larger say. Mm. And I think they're picking people up. Yeah, they're picking people up. They're a bigger percentage of the conference. And Paul Ryan is in his heart a conservative. He doesn't have as strong a voting record as they do. But I think if we can surround him with more people who are true believers, he'll be a lot better speaker than John Boehner. You know, I really want to like Paul Ryan. I just don't. <laughs> you know, I really want to like him because I felt like he was so strong and he really gets in my heart. I believe he does get it. But what he does, he doesn't he doesn't come through. Yeah, he's got to start showing that he's a different guy than John Boehner was. And not just part of the old problem. Okay, so Scott Barrett in New Jersey is somebody that people should know and help out. Yep. Uh, uh, Rod Blum in, in Iowa. Iowa. Uh, anybody else in house in the house? Those are the key ones for the fall. Isn't Biggs? Is Biggs? Biggs just won his primary. It's a very Republican seat, so he should be okay. okay. All right. Uh, there'll be a couple seats in Louisiana. We haven't made an endorsement there, but there are three or four candidates running. Two of them are running for Senate, so there's two vacancies. And November essentially is the primary in Louisiana. It's that jungle primary where everybody runs, Democrat and Republican. And so we could have some very important seats there. Let me mention Scott Garrett in in New Jersey. He was one of the first people the Club for Growth endorsed way back in the late 90s, has served and kept a strong 90-plus record very conservative, been on the Financial Services Committee, wants to get rid of Dodd-Frank and federal intrusion Mm. into the financial markets. Wow. He made a comment behind closed doors that he wasn't going to use his campaign money for candidates he disagreed with on the marriage issue. And one of his colleagues leaked that to the press. When Wall Street found out about it, they've basically cut him off on campaign donations. And now a former Clinton aide, who is very liberal, wants to bring in more regulation, undo all of the the things that Scott stood for, has raised a ton of money and is giving him a run for his life on that. So he needs money. He needs money. He needs support. Uh, you, Scott Garrett, New Jersey. Scott Garrett, New Jersey. Um, I see Toomey is on your list. Uh, John Fleming, Louisiana. Uh, Ron Johnson in Wisconsin. Marco Rubio. Marco Rubio. We supported him early when he first ran. Uh, he was one of three people we said would be good candidates for president, certainly much better than Trump. He's now running for the Senate. Marco has, I think, evolved over time, and certainly on the immigration issue, has run into a lot of hot water. Well, he's, he's we, more conservative now than the current <laughs> candidate running, but that's yeah. a different story. Yeah. And um, we have endorsed him, urged people to support him for his reelect. The polls show he's doing very well. So uh, that of the four, he's the most likely to succeed, um, but still needs help if you're in Florida. Tell me about um, Daryl Glenn in Colorado, because Ted Cruz has come out and endorsed him. He's going to be on, I think, later this week. Are you going to have? Yeah, he's supposed to. Be, everything I've heard is he's a great candidate. Why, why are you and I behind yeah, him? Uh, we like him. We think Daryl is a great candidate. Our concern was his model for running the race. We weren't sure would he be able to raise the money to really put up a a So it's not his policies. Not his policies. As he gets closer, um, and and we're looking at 
the other seats uh, being locked down. And we'll take another look at Daryl because he is a strong conservative. You'll love him on your show. Very articulate spokesman for all the things we believe. You just are, you're looking at putting your money where you really think you can make a difference and you're not sure yet on him. That's right. Okay, good. That's easy. Um, uh, tell me about, let me, let me switch now to uh, what Reince Priebus said. By the way, let me say on Daryl, back when we looked at it, he was 20-some points down. Nobody knew him. He has done a good job of closing the gap. The yeah. latest poll I showed, he was down into single digits. Yeah, so wow. we're going to track that. Okay, good. Um, um, Reince Priebus said, if you're not endorsing Donald Trump, basically you're dead to us. We're not going to help you on any campaigns going forward if you're a GOP candidate. Um, we have already heard that they are trying to put somebody up against Ted Cruz here in Texas. Yeah. Have you heard that? And what do things look like for people who went against the GOP? Yeah. So I doubt that Ryan, so the Republican Party is putting up somebody against Ted. But there are people here in Texas, you know, folks that lost to him the first time he ran Mm -hmm. and others who are upset that he didn't come out and say, I endorse Donald Trump. I think what you'll see after the election is Ted Cruz will look a lot wiser to everybody and some of that will fall off. Um, You know, we're a big supporters of Ted. We ended up endorsing him for president at the end of the primary cycle, Um, helped him win Wisconsin. Tried to win Indiana, my home state, and, and didn't make it there. Um, I think Indiana's dead to us, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got Mike Pence coming yeah. over there. I will, I will say that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let me say, I think what's going to happen is the Republican Party after the election will wake up and say, we're badly fractured, and if we keep shooting it ourselves, uh, the Democrats will keep winning. And so I think folks like Ted Cruz, people who don't support Donald Trump right now, are going to be welcome back and, and you'll see the Republican we were just, Party. We were just talking about to, to a millennial who said, people don't understand what's happening with the millennials. Millennials, this is sealing the image of the Republican Party for a very long time with millennials because, you know, it's just it's, it's bad news. Um, what does What does America look like with either... Hillary or Donald Trump in four years if we continue down this road? What does, what does America look like in four years? So uh, I think you see a continued decline um, among the, the social fabric for either of them. Um, Hillary's widely accepted that she's just not truthful. And, and people are, are going to say, okay, if the president of the United States can lie and get away with it, so can I. Yeah. And cheat, and, and it, I'm going to get what I can get. Um, if Trump is president, I think you'll see a general degrade of the way people deal with each other. That that you know the reality TV phenomena will become more of life rather than made up reality TV. Um, my biggest worry is on the economy, though, where both of them have said they will stop free trade agreements. They'll renegotiate NAFTA and others. They've even talked about imposing huge tariffs on goods coming into the United States. Well, all you have to do is look back about 100 years ago mm-hmm. when we had the Smoot-Harley ta- yep. tariffs. Smoot-Harley. What was a recession became the Great Depression because those tariffs destroyed the U.S. economy, destroyed much of the world economy. People, don't, people, are, people have taken and they are saying 
basically what Donald Trump is saying, you know, we're being we're being screwed by other countries and and, uh, you know, it's time that countries pay their fair share, et cetera, et cetera. And then there's a disconnect and a jump to these trade agreements, which they don't understand that huge tariffs always lead to really bad things. Yeah. And, and what two things happen. One, uh, they impose a tariff back on our goods. So everything we make here suddenly is more expensive around the world. Second, they lose out on their economy, so they don't have money to buy U.S. goods. So we make things here and send it to China, send it to Mexico, send it around the world. Do you believe these tariffs would be smooth holly in its, in its result? I do believe if they did that, especially if you impose an across-the-board, you know, I've seen 45% yes. on goods coming from China. And there's another problem where, and Trump has done this, he said, if Ford Motor Company moves jobs to Mexico, I'll impose a 35% tariff on cars coming back into the country. Well, the, the, kill Ford. You know, the problem with that is nobody will invest in the United States if they don't have the flexibility to open and close plants. If the investment, the capital is stranded here because the government says if you redeploy it somewhere else, we're going to impose a huge tax on you. People will invest everywhere but the United States. And we lose. We lose jobs. We lose in the whole economy. This is unfair to say to you with only about 90 seconds left. But um, we are now an emotional country. Logic loses. You just made a very good case against tariffs. Both parties. Nobody is listening to that logic, and it is so easily verifiable through history and just simple economics. How do we move forward when everyone just wants to punish the other side? I think what we've got to do is reestablish that Americans can compete and that we don't need these punishing tariffs that actually hurt us. We'll probably have to do some, some real TV work where we show some of the emotion behind what it's like to lose your job because Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton put a huge tariff on, and so your plant that sold things around the world was closed down. We are the number two global manufacturer and exporter. Number two. We're only behind China, and who has four times as many people. We are still a, a very productive society here, and we export a lot of things. Tariffs would kill our economy. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> David, thank you so much. My do you pleasure. Have, do you have things on clubforgrowth.com or something where you can see these candidates? Yes, we do. Uh, go to clubforgrowth.org. Okay. And um, you can join for free and then look at everything we have. You can see our candidates just by visiting the site. Great. Thank you so much. Yeah. Appreciate it. Loveforgrowth.org. Um, you want to say it one more time? Yeah, three times clubforgrowth.org. <laughs> three times is the charm. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. Regardless whoever wins the White House, we are facing serious geopolitical and economic challenges that could lead to the next great financial crisis. You need a recognized safe haven asset for your portfolio and IRA, and that asset is gold. Call Goldline and add physical gold to your portfolio or IRA at 800-913-GOLD. Goldline, been helping people diversify their portfolio with gold for over 55 years. Rated A-plus by the BDB. Read Goldline's important risk information, but do it now, because crazy times are coming. 800-913-GOLD. 800-913-GOLD.